Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Well, the 31st of October, today was supposed to be the day that Britain exited the European Union, but last time I checked, it hasn't happened yet. Brexit's been delayed. The country facing one of its most highly staked elections on December 12th for key party leaders Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn. With Brexit again delayed, what is it going to take for Britain to leave by the extended deadline of January 31st? We check in now with Dr. Jikon Lai, Assistant Professor at the Centre for Multilateralism Studies at the S. Rajaratnam School of International Studies at the Nanyang Technological University. Dr. Lai, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a tangled web that we weave when we talk <laughs> about Brexit. So if people going to the weekend, they want the key conversational points, Dr. Lai. Can you briefly explain where we are with Brexit? Well, I think it sounds like we're back in a holding pattern, what with the elections that's just been announced. In my view, I think we're back in the world with greater uncertainty, unfortunately, because the results of elections are highly unpredictable and depending on the outcome, we might get a very different scenario with Brexit altogether. Yeah, let's get some of those scenarios, some of your projections. So the December 12th election set to be one of the most consequential elections in recent history, a battle in which Mr. Johnson or Mr. Corbyn could be out. So what are you looking at in terms of the two parties? Is it fair to say that the two main parties' dominance is being greatly challenged? I think that's the consensus. I think most people expect the votes to be split between the two main parties, the SNP, the Scottish National Party, the Lib Dems, and potentially also the new Brexit party if they do enter the fray. And it's anyone's guess what the outcome will be at the moment, simply because the situation is so highly charged. Polls have not been uh, terribly reliable in recent times. And also the added complication that people might actually start to think about voting tactically rather than voting for parties that actually reflect their values and preferences. Yeah, really tough to call it. But given the different scenarios that are possible, I wonder if you can weave in the connections between the possible election outcomes and what this means for Brexit. Right. It looks like we might get one of four different possible outcomes. The simplest one probably would be if the Tory party or Boris Johnson wins with a majority, and then they proceed on with Brexit as it were before the elections was announced. Mm -hmm. The second might be the Labour Party winning government with a majority. It sounds like what they will do is try and renegotiate the deal for a softer Brexit, although there are doubts as to whether the Europeans would agree to reopening the agreement. And then they would then put the new agreement to a referendum with an extra option of remaining within the EU. The third possible outcome is, you know, Brexit party might win and then might embolden Boris Johnson to maybe even push for a Brexit with no deal. A fourth possible outcome is perhaps the Labour Party, the SNP and the Lib Dems somehow cobble together majority in government And they might then make an argument for remaining within the EU. So effectively, probably another referendum and then no Brexit at all. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) He's Dr. Jikon Lai from NTU, where he's assistant professor at the Centre for Multilateralism Studies. Brexit, such a divisive issue. Is there any Brexit deal that could ever pass Parliament or is there any sort of 
parliament constituent parliamentary makeup, so to speak, that would pass the deal? I think you'd have to have either a clear majority for the Tory party or between the Tories and the Brexit party if they are also contesting, or a clear majority that is cobbled together from the Labour, SNP and the Lib Dems. Then we might have clarity as to which one of the two ways the country might go. But otherwise, this is just a gift that gives on, keeps on giving for observers from outside the country, obviously. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> Meanwhile, if you look at opinion polls, 59% of the electorate plan to remain loyal to either Conservatives or the Labour Party. The big gainers, single-issue parties like the Scottish Nationalists or the Liberal Democrats. So, uh, what do you think we can say this means, the present situation for the Labour Party going into the election? It's still quite unpredictable. I think I saw another set of statistics that say there's a 37% chance of ending up with a hung parliament mm. and only about an 11% chance of any one of the two uh, main parties you know, winning clear majority. Wow. I think the problem for the Labour Party is that uh, Jeremy Corbyn launched his campaign yesterday and he's effectively gone on a very high-risk strategy of you know, focusing on effectively the establishment and capitalism as we know it. So he's proposing what is a rather bold, if you will, alternative vision for the UK. Now, whether the voters would buy it is anyone's guess. So effectively, he's promoting a left-wing version of Trump, if you will, or an Elizabeth Warren version of for the UK. Mm. So, yeah, so if, if it energizes the voters, he might get into power. But, it, you know, because it is such a high risk, he might also alienate a lot of people who think that the current world as we know it is, is a good thing. All you need to know about Brexit with Dr. G. Con Lai, my guest today in Influence. Dr. Lai, the EU has extended the deadline, we know, to January 31st. How likely do you think we'll see any resolution by that date? Well, they keep saying, including I think most recently yesterday, that you know the deadline's not negotiable and the mm-hmm. agreement's not negotiable. I think the problem for them is that when they said that the last time, they eventually did reopen, well, effectively reopened the agreement and allowed Boris Johnson to modify the Irish backstop. Yes. So, you know, they don't really have quite a bit of credibility on that claim. I also suspect that if we get a clear outcome with the election in one way or another, particularly if the parties that want to remain in Europe win parliament with a clear majority and have a clear strategy as to what they want to do, the EU might be quite willing to re-enter negotiations to enable a better outcome for all parties concerned. We're all here because of that referendum that happened a couple (laughs) of years ago. How likely is a second referendum? It's possible because Labour Party says that if they win, they will effectively have another referendum for the voters to decide whether they want the Brexit deal or, uh, or to remain. Mm. So that might happen again. So, you know, this is really the gift that keeps on giving for observers. <laughs> or, uh, you know, the situation that keeps throwing up impossible conundrums. Okay, so Brexit has taken so much of EU time. There is a sense that the EU just wants the UK out. I want to ask you, what part of the EU's agenda do you think has been held back because of this time spent on the UK? I can't say I've given that much thought because I've been focusing so much more on, you know, what happens to the UK. Yeah, I'm afraid I can't really comment on that one. Okay. 
you just booked a seat for a second show with us, Doc. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Have a good weekend. You're welcome. Thank you. That's Dr. Jikon Lai, Assistant Professor at the Center for Multilateralism Studies at the S. Rajaratnam School of International Studies at Nanyang Technological University. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.